This is season two, episode eight of the Transformation Chamber with real estate developer and reality TV star Jay Bradley. In this episode, we discuss why presentation matters, how to create systems for success, and why the new you starts by saying goodbye to the old you. With that being said, let's step into the Transformation Chamber. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Transformation Chamber. I'm here with my boy, man, my man's Jay Bradley. Uh, man, what's up, brothers? First man, of all, thanks for being on the you, show. It's Absolutely. good to see you. Uh, after a long night of, uh, he came out to one of the events I was hosting here in Houston, and, and we're back at it the very next day uh, making this happen. So I'm glad to have you. Let me give you guys a little bit about Jay Bradley. So much to this gentleman. Uh, first of all, he's a real estate broker. Let's get that off the top. One of the most successful real estate brokers uh, that I know and uh, many other people. And, and that speaks to why you made 20 under 40 at the Houston Association of Realtors. On top of sitting on the board of that organization now, and was appointed to Texas Association of Realtors, which is uh, uh, not very many uh, people that look like you in that circle. So I'm glad you're representing for uh, us and the people in the group. And then you want to go on. He's a mentor, a father, a brother, a friend. And now you got to add a fashion model. I almost forgot that. You got to put that in there. <laughs> so, and you'll see why I say that if you're watching the episode online and just check out his IG and then also you got to add on there actor now because you're uh, doing your thing on the TV screen. So. Man, look, it's been fun. <laughs> it's been cool. So, man, Jay, I just wanted to take a little time again <laughs> and say thank you. And then um, can you walk us through your background, who you are, where you're from, and how you got to be, you know, such a successful real estate broker and just a gentleman, you know, all, all in all, like what's your upbringing? Man, I appreciate that. Man, that's that's a whole like flavor flavor <laughs> hype, man. You know, like that's you and I bring you around on hey, a regular basis hey, when I walk around. in a room I, like hey daughter, go do your thing hey, real quick. You know, I'll do it, but I'll be a publicist. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, just let I just text you like, hey man, I'm about to go somewhere at eight o'clock. I need to get by seven forty five and then I'm gonna come in at eight. Man, yeah, I try no. to make sure all my guests knows know that I appreciate them and that I know uh the value that they bring to our culture and to society. So man, you're doing your thing, bro. That's love, man. It, it reminds me of the first time we met, which we might have to go into that. Man. I've definitely got to bring that that up. is like one of the dopest <laughs> stories uh shout out to our guy man Jay Brown, um, yeah. but uh yeah man I, you know i'm a houston cat man south side i always say south side houston texas man missouri city Yo. um and just coming up in a great environment um my parents for me were really kind of who set the stage of you know uh, of expectation for life uh-huh. and you know what um I, I guess when it comes to male-female relationships, also entrepreneurship, I saw that at home. Okay. Um, so I had kind of like, you know, my own version of kind of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki book, yep. you know, yep. first books that I kind of fell in love with when I got into the part of my career was like, okay, I need to figure out what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I go to college and it's like, all right, that was cool, but then what do I need to do? Um, and so my dad, uh, my mom, you know, extremely strong, you know, woman, um, entrepreneur, Okay. Um, and, you know, did kind of like, you know, high school and then got into her, you know, her specialization as far as um, what she's doing now. But then also I had my dad who, you know, went to PB. Okay. Um, PB, then huh? once he, uh, he, once, he went to the military, kind of in the middle of that, came back, finished up. And then um, later on in life, went back, went to TCU okay. and got his uh, master's. Yeah. Right. And so at the time, he was the only African-American in his class, man. So wow. um, while working for kind of like an oil company, man. And so I got a chance to see his 
his his his progression, progress yeah. and progression, man, and through life. And um, you know what I realized that there was a lot of times my dad and my mom made the same amount of money. Hmm. My dad did all this extra education, but then he was in corporate America, yeah. and he was literally training his bosses. Wow! So if you're training your boss, to me that meant that you have all the qualifications to do their job. Yep. You train them how to do their job. Yep, yep, yep. But then something says that you're not good enough to do their job. That something to me was who was, a, who was the people that were hiring the manager. Yeah. And so, um, and then I saw my mom, you know, standing on her feet 12 hours a day, getting the same type of, you know, success, if not even more sometimes without that. So it was like, okay, wait a second. Education is extremely important, yes. Um, and she constantly, they both of them, education, education, education. But it was really more so like, okay, get into what you're going to do and then be the best at whatever that is. There we go. Rather than, okay, this paper is everything and then you're done. Yeah. You know, the, the job was to find what God has created you to do and go be successful in that. Okay. Okay. You know, and so, um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's my, that's my, you know, kind of thing. So, so I, dealing with both of those coming up, I just kind of had this when I got into business, like, okay, well, I want this for my dad, but then I have this for my mom. Like, so when you see me networking and the hustle and all that stuff, that's, you know, my mom. Right. The dad is the, you know, the serious, you know, businessman, um, you know, negotiator. That's my dad's side. Okay. But then you get me in a social setting. That's my mom. She can, she put her in the room, man. She's going to work. Light the whole yeah. room up. You know, uh, <clears throat> I love it because I've seen you work the room before and I know, I know you, uh, have ability to just, you know, we talked about this, uh, a few episodes ago, disarm people, one with your swag, with your style. And then you talk to you and realize, Oh man, this guy really knows what he's talking about and he knows what he's doing. So I've seen, I personally seen it with my own eyes and I'll tell the story how we met real quick. Uh, again, it was so funny. Jeremy Brown, one of my homeboys, he brought us together for a meeting. I can't remember what we were meeting about, but, uh, we started talking. Um, and I said something to the extent like we were like, yeah, man, we need to follow up. I was like, yeah, bro, brothers are like us got to stick together. Uh, iron sharpens iron. I think I said, I, I threw it out there, something like that. And then you literally opened up your jacket coat and had that exact verse from the Bible stitched inside your uh, suit. And did you say it's stitched in every suit or just was it just that particular? So suit? I have different scriptures in every suit. That's man. crazy. Keeping the word bro. close to my heart, man. That's so out of crazy. all the scriptures in the world, that's you the brought one that, that one up. You didn't even bring it up as a scripture. You just said, yeah, I just threw it out there. That's my joint, man. Yeah, that's man. crazy, bro. Talk about um, before we get deeper into it. Would you mind talking about your relationship with with God and and how that all plays a role? Jesus is my homeboy. Hey, listen, <laughs> no, man, man, I I I think. God, and I thank my parents for bringing me up in that environment, man. So for me, yes, of course, church on Sundays, but my dad also taught Bible school, uh-huh. taught Sunday studies, man. So we got there before church, and then I saw my parents, both of them, sing. No, I'm not about to sing for okay. both, but, but I do enjoy singing, man. I grew up singing, and so both my parents sing. And so as a little boy, I was able to see my parents up there singing a duet. Okay. You know, so they're, they're serving God. Yep. Um, and we go to church not in a, in a manner of receiving, but in servitude, mm-hmm. right? And so um, that was one of the dopest things, man. And then just seeing that and then leading my life with that, man. For me, you know, you might see me like, man, why is Jay doing like three three circles and then going straight? Because that's what God said to do. Interesting. And I'm going to trust that 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and certain environments that I was in as, as a youngster, man, I, tr- I was able to kind of understand that what that trust is like um, and what life looks like when you do trust God. 100%. Okay. And so business moves, um, I don't care if it's, you know, I've had a lot of, a lot of, other opportunities to where it was like, man, this is a great opportunity. And everybody on my team is like, yes, 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 yes. And God say no. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm good on my path. 
Man. Um, because whatever he has is going to be greater than whatever they saw. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah. That's that, that type of faith is, uh, it took me a while, to be honest with you. I, I had to bump my head a couple of times, but then now, if it's not aligned in my purpose, in my uh, mission, I'm like, I'm good Absolutely. on it. You know what I mean? So It's now, almost like how, like, with energy, though, man, like, you know, I'm really big on the energy. Oprah says something. I'm not one of the brothers that goes around quoting Oprah a lot, man. But um, Oprah says something that I just totally agree with, man. I read it, and it was, it was you're not only responsible for your energy, but also the energy you allow around you. You'll keep around you. Yeah, man. And that from there was like, okay, wait a second. I need to analyze every single thing. And I'm analytical as all out. It's actually a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, just, just kind of putting it through that filter of, man, is this what God wants from me first? And then if it's what God wants for me, then okay, let's go ahead. Okay. Even open up Equinox, man. Yeah, I didn't yeah, want to yeah. open up Equinox at all. Man, that's another thing. We're here. We're in your place of business. Like, thanks for having us here. Equinox Realty was killing it. One of the, I like to say it's one of the, um, how, how would you say, boutique luxury type of uh, real estate companies. Like, you exactly. know, it's, it's very tailored and custom made, just like your suits, like the way you carry yourself and you get the same experience when working with you. Um, can you talk about the birth of the company and how did you get, how long have you guys been going now? Man, so I think we're at three plus years right now. Okay, like can't talk about that that uh, tra- uh, that trajectory from coming from corporate America. You did sales, right? Yeah. And yeah. then you decided to go out on your own. Can you just talk about what led, led you to make that decision? Man, it's like, I can this might be a horrible interview because every answer is going to be like, man, God, <laughs> like, man, how'd you get this God, man? How'd you do that? God, but that really is from like everything that's successful that I've done in my life. It starts with God a hundred percent and all the stuff, the, the mess up stuff. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, <laughs> that's stuff. So, um, but no, man, I, I, I had gotten to a point in my career. I've been in business for 17 years at that point. It's three years ago. So, um, I, I gotten, I'd been in the business 17 years. And you talk about the suits and stuff like that, but the suits came from like a necessity mm-hmm. because I was 23 when I got in this business. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was selling real estate primarily in Katy, Texas. Okay. To people that didn't look like me. At they all. Just, they looked more like my shirt. Exactly. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, because it gave me like everything that God allows you to go through and you learn through it. Right. So for me, I would walk in the office and people like, I, you know, they're dressed in flip-flops and jeans and, and a T-shirt. Uh-huh. Well, if I do that, I look like that the guy they saw breaking the house on the You're news a thug now. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a thug, right? And so I was like, okay. And, and the first question I would get from people that were potential clients would be, hey, um, how old are you? Because I look young. Yeah. You know, I'm 23. So yeah, you still look 17, young now. 16. Now, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's bad lighting, man. I always keep a hat on. <laughs> we get a little shadow. But, you know, so it, it's it's that piece, man. And out of that created, okay, man, I got to dress up so that way I look older. So I changed out my Explorer for a Benz. Uh-huh. And then I changed out my T-shirt for, you know, I had like one suit that I bought from Men's right, 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 right. And I like paid $150 for it, which <laughs> I thought was crazy price, right? <laughs> and so at that point, man, I just literally dressed up every day because, it stopped the question of, you know, how old are how you? Old are, how yeah. long have you been doing this? And it became more about my success and, and my tenacity of getting a deal done. Dope. And since then, I haven't gotten those questions anymore. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah. So, yeah. so you've been, in, just to be clear, you've been in real estate 17 years. We were in real estate 17 years before yeah. you crossed over. Exactly. And yes. then uh, you had a background in sales. Something about like restauranteer sales. Or yeah, like, man. Uh, so, technology so um, sales. Well, on, uh, um, uh, I, w- I came up kind of um, doing literally, you know, in a phone center, man. When I was okay. in college, I was a manager of a call center. Okay. Um, I started off on the phones and then managed a call center. And that gave me the, didn't have the fear of the no. 
Okay. But it also allowed me because not only because I was a manager, this is crazy how God does stuff, man, because he's preparing you for every single thing I 100% that agree. you need the whole way. And you just think, agree. man, I had that stupid job. And then, you know, I stopped and blah, blah, blah. No, nah, that was something that you needed out of that job yep, yep. because God has something great for you later on. Right? Exactly. And so um, I, I started there. And then when I got to Houston, I finished up with college. And then I actually got into uh, our family-owned restaurants, okay. right? And so that taught me. And I grew up in restaurants prior to going to college because that was like, you know, I worked my way through college mm-hmm. from restaurants. And so at that point, man, it was one of those things where all these skills, like from being um, attentive as a waiter and these skills of listening to people, you know, um, and what they're saying, what they're actually saying, because I needed, to, I didn't have the gift of seeing their body language. Okay, we're just on the phone and right, calls right, them. right. So voice inflection and pauses and and grammar changes and these type of things, man, um, and especially tone were all these the tools that I had to use to in order to sell. Right. So not only did I have to manage mine, but I also had to be able to listen to theirs and decipher with this was a sales opportunity or not, mm-hmm. and move forward. So, um, but yeah, so that was cool, man. And, and I think for, thank all those, I had this manager, his name was Ray, man, and he would come in and you didn't know whether you were getting fired or promoted. <laughs> like he was just like, like steal. Right, right, and right. And he was just like, he never had an expression at all. And um, anyway, I ended up getting promoted from the phones to being a manager and had the number one team. Um, and it was really through that experience that I, I used a lot of that stuff today. The stuff that I use today as far as in our customer service comes exactly. from waiting tables absolutely, um, and owning restaurants and being connecting with people, the things that you talked about. Yeah, man. Being able to learn from what you're going through and not just be floating through or existing through it. And so I'll give a quick example. Uh, I was, I was literally two days ago as I was planning the fashion show we did last, we went to last night. I, well, actually when I first decided to be an entrepreneur, my mentor at the time paired me with this guy who I thought was like just super weird, but he sold flowers and did events. And I was like, why do you have me with this guy? He was like, if you trust me, I was like, all right, I trust you. So I did that for maybe six months. And I I just kind of gave up on the guy. I was like, I don't understand why I'm hanging with this guy. But this guy was doing amazing events, hosting all kind of stuff. He he showed me so much, but I didn't realize it at the time. Until now, when I'm planning these, you know, elaborate fashion shows, and I'm like, bro, there's no way I would know how to do any of this if I didn't spend that six months with that right. guy. And so in hindsight, I'm like, wow, like everything we go through, like yeah. you said, is preparing us for the next thing or for whatever our uh, purpose is while we're here, And w- which is a great uh, segue because I'm curious of, do you think of your purpose daily? What's your why now you get up, you've been successful, right? And I don't think we've really spoken to your success. I know it. It's my job to do so. I don't want you to just stand on a, a soapbox. I mean, a soapbox here and kind of go off. But you are a successful black man in a climate where uh, we're all fighting to try to fit, find more of us, more like us. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, but what is the driving force every day? You know, I know you have a daughter. We haven't talked about her much, but yeah. do you think about that when you're getting up daily? Man, I, I'm one of them dudes, and, and if you've been around me in the morning time, so sorry to any, any lady that's been been with me and they're not a morning person, <laughs> because I get up with gratitude, fam. Okay. Like, I am like, <laughs> you remember off of our, <laughs> off of, Coming to America. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. That's you in the morning. <laughs> That's me, man. That's like it's up. just you know because there's people that didn't get that gift, man. Uh-huh. So what am I gonna do with the gift? Uh-huh. Like God has given me a whole nother day, a whole nother twenty four hours, man. And hopefully you make it to 24 hours, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's not promised, bro. Absolutely. And so, you know, I've got friends of mine that don't get those and, and anymore, man. And, and when I think about people that the opportunities that we have, man. It just floors me, man. man. To be alive in this era 
there is like if you if you have an issue with not knowing something, it's really your issue because yeah. the information is there. Absolutely. Not only through you know other people doing iron and sh- iron sharpening iron yeah. from that perspective, but even. To getting on YouTube. Yeah. I call it YouTube University. Hey, listen, I promise you, I could go off all day right. of all the stuff that I've learned from YouTube. Right. <laughs> By right. yourself, as yeah. long as you have that same device that you can call or text somebody and, and say, what you doing? Yep. You can actually learn from that same device as well, exactly. man. That's amazing. Because, I mean, when I came up, we actually had encyclopedias <laughs> that had to get updated with information. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. And then, so you had a dictionary that had to get, and they had an atlas. Exactly. Right? Now you just literally type in whatever your search preferences is, and Go then that's it. it. Exactly. Like, come on, man. Yeah, so yeah, if yeah. you don't know something now, it's because you choose not to. You choose not to. And that's a choice. And yeah. that's okay if yeah, that's yeah. your choice. But don't put it on anything else, man. Absolutely, man. So to, to circle back to your question, man, I just I start every day off with gratitude for simple things like running water. Sometimes I'll take a cold shower just for to remember that not everybody gets the opportunity to have hot water. Man. And when you take that cold shower, your whole day is changed up, bro. <laughs> You know, it's like I did it for a month straight, you know, it's just like, but, but it became normal, but that is somebody's norm, man. You know what I mean? That's cold. bro. So yeah, no pun intended, right? Like so, for, for real. So it's one of those things, man, if you start up, like take some of the stuff that we just get so used to away. Man. Yeah, I used man. To have my assistant, man. And yeah. she was, she would tell me like, I'd, I'd call him like, oh man, this didn't go through it. Blah, 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 blah. Jay, first world problems. And that would literally put me back Bring to it like, down. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, First yeah, world yeah. problems. Like, I just went to the restroom. Somebody else in the village somewhere has to walk five miles yep. to get clean water. Man. And we're going to the restroom and literally water that we could drink. Exactly. Right? Don't try that at home. No, I'm not. Yeah, definitely. But, but I feel where you're coming from. But, yeah, so I think when you, when you put gratitude in front of things, man, then it makes them clear. So is that problem really a problem or is it just something that's a learning opportunity for you to get to the next level? Right. Yeah, bro. I mean, it actually leads me to to ask. First of all, that's a a, a very um, that's a great mindset just to have. You know, what I mean, to be able to put gratitude in front of everything and understand how it checks your ego, it checks your understanding, it makes you uh, again, you know, and it's the root of the word. But just be grateful to even be alive that day. I think if you start the day off like that, you almost not much can get to you and affect your energy and, and what you have going on. Uh, which leads me to ask you. Um, can you, is there a time that you can like pinpoint like the biggest transformation that, that, that made you reach that mindset? What, was it always like that or this, did you go through something to help <laughs> you get there? Okay. Man, so I was dating somebody and I thought she was everything. Okay. Right? I was like 20 something. You know, we, we, we get into the nitty gritty right now. <laughs> we get to the nitty gritty. And she was like, when we broke up, she, she called me a scrub. Okay. And so there's one thing about people from afar saying something about you. Uh-huh. But people that's all up, up in you. Yeah. Right. You let them and in. And so and so there you have there's a lot more self-check that goes along with that. And so I was 23, bro, and I just got in real estate and she called it a hobby for me. Wow. But here's a career that I wanted to or that I wanted to throw everything in. I realized my dad was in commercial real estate. Mm-hmm. So for me, me failing was also failing a legacy. Right. And so I, this is it, what bro. I had seen growing up. I see my dad be passionate about Sunday dinners and this and that. And we would talk about my, my mother did something that I think is amazing. And to this day, I do it with my kids, man, is that, you know, she made us talk at Sunday dinner mm-hmm. about our week mm-hmm. because there's so often we can just be so busy. I was in football and I played cello and I played piano and I, and I sang. And so I was I was busy. My yeah. mom was like, oh, you're going to be busy. You ain't going to be just. Up in our house, Chilling. like the baby. Yeah, man. You know That's so dope, it bro. was like, like no school, like during summer times. 
it was it was school. We we were in school year round. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We we made good grades, and it was like summertime. You in class too. Yeah. So I, this whole like kids getting three, four birds. I never got that. Yeah. I'm like jealous. I'm like you. Get, so you the next four days, four months, you just gonna chill. That's what you go do. <laughs> that's what you, you know what I'm saying? That's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> like, nah. I mean, look so, how you turned out though. So man, look, that, it could be that's gonna be good or bad, right? So <laughs> so, but but to to say that, so really like with them, it was really just you know don't stop, like mm-hmm. go, mm-hmm. you know don't don't. So when she said that to me, called me a scrub, I was like, I had to do a self-check and be like, yeah, I am kind of scrubbing. I am overweight right now. I am not, you know, operating at my best. Wow. And so she has no idea how much she motivated me. Wow. Because it was close. It was in proximity, yeah, man. Like, this, yeah. she spent the most time. So her scrub was really like, oh, you're a real scrub. Right. So um, I appreciate that, man. And, and I got in the gym. I literally probably put, you know, I got lean as all out, man. I was in the gym five, six days a week, and I just changed my life. Man. Wow, bro. Um, and so what, what, and that's kind of like what, what, what the devil means to tear you down, God will use to build you up, mm-hmm. right? Not calling her the devil by any means. But the negative things in your life that, you know, will come at you, you can take them and be like, oh, man, I'm going to take that L. Or you can be like, you know what, that L is a, it's a learning it's a opportunity. Yeah. And now I can go and I can do this, man. So, um, and then it, it made me kind of like, all right, cool, let me prove her wrong with this real estate stuff. It's not just a hobby. Man. That's dope, bro. The year after that, I bought my first flip, um, made really good money off of that, and I've been investing in real estate ever since. That was my main reason for getting into real estate. I didn't get in it to have a career. Mm-hmm. I got in it to be an investor and mm-hmm. do that. And, and mm-hmm. the the real estate itself was actually a paid internship for me. Okay. Because I was making commission, but at the end of the day, I was learning how to do investment without my money. That's what's up. Right? OPM, other OPM. people's money, right? Yeah, man. And so I was able to use investors' money, and and, and they were getting something because they were great, getting a great, passionate real estate agent out of it. Mm-hmm. And that was really interested in the process. Okay. And so I studied, like, dude, the first probably three to five months of my career, just studying. I was so scared to screw somebody's deal up. Like a real estate investment for most people is the most expensive investment that they've ever done. Mm-hmm. You just bought a two hundred fifty thousand dollars house. Do you have two hundred fifty thousand dollars of stock? Do you yeah. have two hundred fifty thousand dollars of cars? Do you yeah. have two hundred jewelry or art? None of that. But people were living in a two hundred fifty thousand house, and the last thing that I wanted to do was mess this mess investment up. up. So I was scared to like screw up. So I was like every class two and three times. They're like, you've been in this class before. I was like, I know, but there might be something that yeah, I missed. Yeah. And until I got to the point where I wasn't missing anything, then I was like, all right, cool. Now I'm ready. Wow. That's that uh, your mom making y'all be in school, making you learn consistently. Learning with everything, man. So that's interesting. Um, You are when we talked about this already a little bit, but the the presentation, um, how you present yourself, right? You did it at first because you wanted to kind of project a more mature person, but now it's developed into something else, right? And, And I know that it attracts clients to you right and, and have make clients respect you and see you in a certain way can you speak about the importance of just presentation as a whole now man um it's funny because that's like <clears throat> the core values of our, our our company are faith family fitness and philanthropy and in all those things so you'll see us at events i've been to your events right. where we all have our t-shirts on right right, um, right. we're all representing as, as one as one combined kind of unit and i think when when you have at least all you have to do is judge somebody based. That's my mom, man. You see my mom come in the room. She's cold. I'm yeah. talking about, I took my mom, uh, I always with my, my parents, if they have surgery, they have to go to doctor's appointments. But okay, so I'm usually the person to take them or I pick them up. Right. And so you'll see my mom like 30 minutes after surgery, she's coming out. She's just in the recovery room. Where's my makeup? 
Oh, hey, baby, can you go get my mic? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he tried to get it together. Right, right, right. Um, but I, I think when you, when, you, when you look good, you feel good. Absolutely. Right? Um, the same thing with the information. I did not want to go into a meeting and, and, and be underinformed. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, the clients can be so informed because of all the, all the tools yep, yep, that, they're, yep. they're, they're, um, that they're at fingertips. And so for me, it was really always about being prepared. Mm-hmm. It's like showing up to a football game and you ain't been to practice. Yep. You're going to hold out. Yep. Yeah. Hold out. So make sure you're, you you practice as hard, if not harder, than the game is going to be. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I, I, that's, it's kind of just more of that, just making sure that you have your stuff together, man. So And I tell kids, you know, when I do interviews and all types of stuff, man, and I'm mentoring, like, they're like, oh, Mr. J, you fly, man. I was like, okay, I appreciate that. But why? Mm-hmm. Why am I wearing a suit on a Sunday? Mm-hmm. Even in my team calls with our team, we're in Zoom calls. I could be in – look, if you don't – if I don't dress up – yeah. How did, how did, and I, I don't take myself seriously, then how do you, right? But it comes from being young in the business and also being African-American in a business where the audience that I was selling to wasn't really, you know, yeah. didn't really see people like me selling real Super estate. Super dope, bro. Super dope. Man. Yeah. Presentation, is, it's important. And I, like you say, you get one chance to make a first impression. Absolutely. And that's just off the top, off the rip. So, you know, uh, I, I personally, uh, it was the thing, you the meeting we showed up in, <clears throat> it was like a casual meeting. I was like, my man's came in a three-piece suit. I don't even know. Like, I'm like, okay, I had to, like, get ready. And then when you bust open and show me the Bible verse inside, I was like, okay, this is next level tailoring right here. So uh, I could tell you took pride in it. You know what I mean? Uh, you talked about uh, mentoring kids and some of the programs you have. Can you speak more to that? I know you – is it Windsor Village? Yeah, yeah. 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 So, man, it's, it's, this is probably, like, my coolest mentoring story, man, as, a, as when I was 16 – um, Windsor Village has a um, shout out to Windsor Village, man. That's 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 yeah. my church home for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, a pillar in Houston, absolutely, Houston man. For sure. John and the, the, his leadership style, man. Um, as as owning a company, man, I look at other leaders that I've been influenced by, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just appreciate how he shows up. Um, and uh, he always has this quote that he says, you ain't got to worry about me messing with your money nor your honey. You know, so like, a lot of times as men, we don't submit, yeah, man, to yeah. another man yeah. because, okay, I got to trust you not to mess with, yeah, with those two things that yeah. are important to me. I like that. Um, and so for him to constantly, you know, and I saw my dad trust him in that way because, mm-hmm. you know, we all went to the same church and everything like that. man. Absolutely. So, um, But, yeah, the, the uh, Boys Rights of Passage program in Windsor Village, man, was uh, I was, as a kid, I was in that program. Okay. And so it was, you know, a lot of the principals, um, of 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 kind of like our lineage were involved in it, which was my first um, experience into African history. Okay, um, was through that because I didn't learn that in our school system. Okay, right, and so um, that's dope that they're teaching that. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, Kuchi yeah. Chakali and all yeah. that stuff, man, and 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 it, I, it was just like, yeah, this man. what? Oh, this is this, this is, is where we yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's so unfortunate, and I'll let you finish. It's so unfortunate that you ask some people about their history. They start at slavery, like that. They, that's what they believe. You know what I mean? No. Like, have you peeked past the window and saw like what we really were before that, and, and where we come from, and, and, right. and where how many things were created from that land? You know what I mean? So, and I just, which is an interesting perspective, man, because that's as if your your beginning was the most tragic thing that ever happened to you. If you had been, you know, you're 60 years old, but your life started when you got a divorce at 30. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or, you know, when the sexual assault happened or whatever cases like that, that's a very traumatic mindset yeah. to move forward yeah. with. So, I, man, I never thought about it that Yeah, way. man. It's, it's, uh, you live with that uh, survival. No, nah, it's cool. You live with that survival 
mentality. Yeah. You don't understand living a prosperous living. Yeah. Like what does what does prosperous living look like? Right. I had to even uncondition myself, and I'm it's, it's an ongoing thing. Yeah. Like I'm trying to condition myself to live prosperous prosperous living as opposed to survival living. Right. Thinking like hold on to everything or be right. very you know saying frugal yeah, exactly. Literally, you know, and then don't even invest it the right way because the lack fear. of education. Yeah, the fear. The fear. Man, that's it. Yeah. Anywho. I'll let yeah. you. Know. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I think that's 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 actually, man. It's it's a cultural thing that we have to get ourselves out of. Yeah. And it was taught, but we have to unlearn it, man. Because one of the things that what I've realized at this point in life, you're going to get whatever you focus on. Mm. So you can focus on the failure. You can focus on this that didn't go right. You can focus on the history starting from here, or you can focus on the lineage and saying, okay, well, I want to get back to this. Mm-hmm. I heard we used to, you know, be royalty. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to act. Okay, that was part of it, but I'm going to go back. We're going to we're going to skip a couple chapters before that, yep. and then start from there. Yep, yep, yep. Because that gives it a different mindset. Yep, yep. I agree with that 100. percent Uh, you you actually you have this uh saying or you had this post that I saw, and it kind of goes with that. Um, it says it read the new you starts by saying goodbye to the old you, and obviously on the surface that makes sense. Would you, would you mind to delve into that a little bit more? Um, <clears throat> the intricacies behind that. It's not just a surface statement, yeah. but, but, you know, one, when did you ever have to say goodbye to an old version of yourself? And two, what's the, um, why is it so important? Why do people need to be able to, to make that transition? And especially when you get older, because the older you are, the harder it is to change. And that's what I'm learning. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm approaching, old, <laughs> yeah, I'm approaching my 33rd birthday. And I'm like, man, I thought I worked on this already. You know? <laughs> similar, like I'm smelling like a little youngster over here. <laughs> nah. boy, boy. <laughs> so, uh, talk about, uh, you know, that, that saying and, and, and why is that something you live by? Man, um, yeah, so, so I think sometimes we just have to reprogram ourselves. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might have picked up some messaging along the way through a relationship or maybe, you know, through society has taught you some things or the environments that you're in and you added all that to mean this. And and then you start operating as if that's the that's, if that's the only reality, right? And then you get into the world, and it's like, well, this person is doing this, and this. That's what I love about having like dope people around me, man. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want any, you know, yes men around me. And everybody around me can like drop kick me in my throat <laughs> in any moment with some knowledge of checking me, yeah. you know. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, and you usually see me if you, it's like, man, I, I kick with my day ones. Yeah, people yeah. I've known 15, 20 years. That have seen me go through different stages in life just because of that. Okay. Hey, man, you picking up that behavior again, bro. Uh-huh. I thought you said you was done with that. Okay. Fact. Just that, those two sentences is enough. That's enough. Because here I am going back in, and and the work to change into something that you currently are is very hard. Yeah, man. Right? But it's going to be work either way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so am I willing, because at the why that you asked about earlier is extremely important. Those, those are my little ones, man, my, my family legacy. Like, my, I was raised where your last name means something. Absolutely. My I'm dad double. point put his finger in my chest was like, I didn't mess up your last name, and you're not about to do it either. Oof. Mom was the same way. You know, your daddy ain't out here doing the, doing the stuff in the streets and this yeah. and that and all that stuff, and you're not about to do it either. Yeah. So, um, and, and when you wake up with that, and then you have the gratitude, and it's like, man, I get to do this again then what am I going to do with it? And there's a certain responsibility to that. On top of that, I know that there's little kids that look at me like that I've mentored mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll just hit me up randomly from 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Mr. J, I see you doing your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a constant reminder of like, oh, it's not just the ones that have my last name, mm-hmm. right? The ones with my last name, I'm supposed to take care of Absolutely. those, make sure that those are fed yeah, man. and provide for them and make sure that they college or whatever they choose to do. 
but the ones that don't have my last name and that might not look up for me. How am I showing up for those kids? Mm-hmm. Right. And so for me, it all is it all. It's all one thing, man. It's all a way of, of the way that you should live your life and continue to live your life because it's not just about you. It's a selfish mindset to man to think that it's just about you and, and yours. Yeah. You know what what you're doing is affecting my kids. Mm-hmm. You know because I only people are like oh man I see you came with this person. The dudes that you see me around are all great fathers. Right. All great fathers. That's so good. And not by happenstance. Yeah. I don't trust you if you're not a great father yeah, to the yeah. people that look like you and sound yeah. like you. Come, Come on, on bro. dog. Yeah, if you don't take At care minimum. of minimum. Yeah, I, I'm not here to judge, but I, I could tell when uh, we got some character differences. So let's not even. And you said something so cold that made me think of this. You can't really show up for somebody else unless you show up for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You need to show up for yourself first right. so you can be in a healthy space right. to show up for other people. You know what right. I mean? So with that, I, th- I, I really appreciate it how you said that because um, we think our decisions – are only affecting us, right? And, and the stuff that we watch and the stuff that we take in and the stuff that we put out into the world. But how how is it truly affecting even society, the people around you? Yeah. And and I think we're in a society now, this is just my thought, where people don't like to take uh, ownership of the things that they're producing, right? Like, and So you don't think that's going to affect the kids? And, and would you be okay? I, I had something happen to me the other day. And I thought to myself, would I be okay if my daughter did that? You know what I'm saying? Right. Just if I had a daughter right. and she was doing that, would I be okay with it? So I probably shouldn't be consuming that or I probably shouldn't be, you know, what, right. just keeping 100. And it's, it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying, but to your point, if we all had a more conscious mind thinking like that, I think we would get ourselves into a better place as humanity as a whole, right? I don't have all the answers, but I definitely think if we start living more with the consideration of what we're doing, how it's affecting the youth, I think we'll be in a better place, man. So as a human race, man, as a absolutely. human race. Yeah. It's so easy to be selfish and think about your one existence here and, and your 80, hundred years that you're here on this planet. Right. But what are you doing? That's going to create a ripple effect long after you're gone, man. I was um, in a meeting in a real estate development meeting one time. And these guys, you know, we talked about five year and 10 year plans for development or whatever mm-hmm. cases. And these guys were like, what's the hundred year and 500 year plan. <laughs> yeah bro it's real right. yeah but we weren't yeah taught, taught that at all to think that yeah far. yeah i'm just thinking about my little funky 80 yeah yeah i'm trying to get my you good, know you know I'm trying get to get mine, <laughs> maybe 100 if i'm if right I'm good. right you know, it's if so i crazy. stretch before i work out you know i wish i could remember where i heard this from it was a documentary i believe that the super wealthy the super rich they plan in 40 year increments yep. i was yep. like yo like they like that kid is born, his 40 years is already planned out for him. Yep. And then he takes part in that next 40-year planning. But think about it, it, like we're talking about from a financial perspective, mm-hmm. right? which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about the, 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 the internal piece of you? Like mm-hmm. what about, you know, the 40 years for my kid? And, and if I need to be able to look and see what my son looks like at 40, what am I creating now? Yeah, absolutely. Like, for me, I have my daughter first, right? So my daughter's 14 now. And it changed up my ass, the, the way that I, that I viewed certain things in life, mm-hmm. you know, like certain mm-hmm. songs come out now and I'm like, I can't believe they play exactly. on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, are you serious? Exactly. I can't have my child listening. Man. But back in the day, yep. I was listening you to the kid. Yeah, trust it's, me. But it's perspective, it. it's right? Perspective. And so it's the same thing. And so now it's just like, okay, well, I'm thinking from that, if I would have thought about that 40 if back then of yeah. like, okay, if I have a daughter and what am I okay with her? doing and seeing and hearing, mm-hmm. then what do I change about the, the things that I do today? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, so that's the piece where I'm kind of looking at, man, where it's just like, okay, well, well, 
We need to think further down. The yeah, road. man. Okay, you know what? It was so funny is uh, what's his name? Doctor Miles Monroe. He uh, he talked about how the way to uh, the, this is how you can measure a man by his appetite, yeah. and not just like his food, but what he likes to consume with his mm-hmm. eyes, with his ears, into his soul. You know what I mean? So yeah. going back to what you said, when you're young, you don't really have, you're not really conscious. You know what I mean of it like that. So. I give myself a pass for some of the stuff and then you try your best. And, you know, I have my sons, I have my, uh, I have my sons basically. Um, I try not to be too like hard on them, but at the same yeah. time, like, yo, we got to watch what you're consuming or at least create this consciousness when you consume it. Cause the yeah. problem is when you're not conscious of what you're consuming and then it starts to consume you. You know what I mean? So, I got a story that you'll like, man. Go so, ahead. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a Southern hip hop fan. Okay. Like, you know, you know, anybody that's from Houston, from the South, that's really doing great things in hip hop, man, you know, I, I, I consume. So I remember, you know, I, I love you, UK, man. When I was oh, come my on, brother bro. has older, he's five years older than me, man. And we were in his music, in his room, like listening to it. But you know, only, th- only songs I listened to yeah. as a kid. Like take six, yeah. Um, you know, I thought I was grown when I got me an Albert Short yeah. album, man. And like my mom was like Christian hip hop, all that stuff because yeah. she was very aware that you know what I'm what I'm programming yeah. myself yeah. with will come out in some way, right? So my brother's like, "Yo, I got this new song, blah blah." He put the tape in this bedroom, had the tapes. He's playing it, playing it like the first UGK, yeah, first man. one when it was raw, <laughs> raw, raw. And my dad walks in the room. Brother, he hit stop. My dad was like, "Now let's let's listen to that. What y'all y'all in here huddled up around the speaker? Yeah, yeah. You know, what I'm saying? let's listen. Let's to see it. Let's see what y'all really listening to." And you know, they went in. Yeah, it was some of the lyrics that were you know talking about women in certain ways and this and that. My dad hit stop. He took the tape and he crushed it in his hand. He said, "You have a mother. Just how you would like somebody talking to your mom." Oh. First of all, I thought he was Superman for crushing the tape in his head. <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> yeah. like, he didn't break that joke at first. Yeah, crush it. It he was straight. It. Yeah, nah, so, that's crazy. But, you know, but we have to be aware. So, yeah, I love hip hop, man, and all stuff, but I also program myself every morning with motivational stuff. Uh-huh. When I go on uh-huh. my morning run, man, that's what I listen to. Like, yeah, man. My, my watch automatically, when I hit start for yeah, my run, yeah. it automatically starts automatically with that. Absolutely. Because you, you have to be intentional. Absolutely. Right? And if you want to change a behavior, there we go. if you want to do something, you can't, you have to pour in to your vessel with something that is going to fuel it mm-hmm. for what you're, like when you, let's say a NASCAR race, mm-hmm. right? They have special fuel. Mm-hmm. You can't put what we get in at, at the Exxon or the Chevron yeah, in those cars because they're built to do something specific, mm-hmm. right? And so if I were to take that gas and put it into that car, it's not going to go 200 miles an hour around the corner. Right. Same thing for the tires. Right. But same thing with our mind. Mm-hmm. If we're not fueling ourselves mm-hmm. with the right fuel. Absolutely. And being specific about what our intended destination is. Absolutely. Then you're just going to end up anywhere. Anywhere. You're just, anywhere. You're just existing at that point. Just because it's playing on the radio don't mean you need to listen to exactly. it. Exactly. I think I think the main thing is, again, going back to becoming conscious, removing the veil is realizing there's a time and a place for everything. Like if, if I'm going out with my boys, we chilling, we hanging. Yeah. Oh, you we can right. we can play. Right. You know what I'm saying? To Tony Robbins it's, in the car. Exactly. <laughs> We're not listening to EP but, on the way out. You know, you got to also like switch it up. But and that's the that's the challenge is uh, people who are just consuming it all day and are unaware how it's affecting their soul, yeah. and then they go out and reproduce some of the things that they hear. So you know, I'm not holding. I don't hold uh, celebrities or musicians 
to any like I don't you just a person who happened to make music and yeah. you're successful and I enjoy your music. Right. But I'm not saying that because you're doing it, I need to go do it too. Yeah. And so and like and I say that because I'm cool with Bun and UGK yeah. and all them. You know, work Bun, with them. Man. So like, stuff he's doing in community, man. I'm so oh, proud, yeah. man. I mean yeah. he's intelligent, bro. So you know Absolutely. we could I can go all day. Um okay, let me uh I wanted to get this question from you because this is part of the reason why I created the podcast because if you go to if I go to your Instagram, obviously and I ask this question all the time, it looks like you wake up and you win every day. Like you, there, there's no failure for Jay. Like how is this possible? You know what I'm saying? So uh, talk about a time where you you wanted to quit, bro. Like it just wasn't making sense, or it was easy. It felt easier to give up. Right now, I just want to stop doing this and go do something else. Go back to work and selling, uh, you know, technology or yeah. whatever. Um, man, it was a time like I'm 20 years into my career now and selling real estate. And sometimes first time home buyers is a very much of an education process, mm-hmm. right? And so what I've realized now, of course, from this is that I have to have I do the things that I thoroughly love to do. I had like five or six first time home buyers at the same time. And both of them, all of them were like very, they just were very like just needed a lot of a lot of time. Gotcha. Um, and I didn't have systems in place. Gotcha. I didn't have systems to educate my clients. So I was doing all the client education myself. Mm. The website didn't have anything about, okay, here's your process, so forth, so on, and this and that. And so um, I, I had like five or six at the same time. And, and, and it's kind of like, uh, it's funny because I waited tables, but it's the, the home buying process is very much the same. Mm-hmm. If everybody comes in and needs all their drinks at the same exact time, then the waiter is what they call in the weeds. Mm-hmm. And so in real estate, I was in the weeds at five or six buyers, same exact time. And I didn't have systems in place, right? So what they do to keep people out of the weeds is they'll give you a table here, then they'll send somebody else, and then they'll give you another table, another table. Okay. And then that way, when you're needing your drink, somebody else is on appetizer, somebody else is getting the dessert, right. somebody else is getting the check. And there's different parts of that process that aren't as intensive for the waiter. Uh-huh. In the beginning, the greeting, getting everything together, right. all that stuff is very intensive part of the process. And so for me, I had these, and I was just like, I can't. Like, I can't. All at the same time. And I mean, I'm, I'm a workaholic. Man. Yeah. But back then I was. Yeah. I was working seven days a week. Okay. And then I got to the point where I started taking a day off or whatever case. And now I take weekends off, stuff like that. But I was seven days a week. And this was all day, every day. Plus okay. the other stuff that I was dealing with. And so um, I've gotten to that point a couple of times in my career. And then now I can sit back and, and I, I, I mean, it was like, I'm done. I'm done. This is just way too much. Mm-hmm. And I had other business stuff that I was doing. I got to realize not only do I just sell real estate, but I was also, you know, doing flips gotcha. and, and investment stuff. And then my other investments outside of that and then life stuff. And I was married with a kid and all that stuff. So whatever case. So good stuff. But at the end of the day, it just got to the point where it was overwhelming and I wanted to quit. And then I just sat back and I have a, I, the one thing that I do well is I will sit back and unpack everything. Okay. And I'll say, okay, this is happening because I feel this way. Mm-hmm. What is making me feel mm-hmm. this way? And then, okay, what can I change that? Mm-hmm. Is there a system that I can put in place to where I, cause I'm, I want to do the stuff that I want to do. Exactly. I'm selfish as hell when oh, it comes to that. Man, listen. Like if, I, if it's something that I don't enjoy, yeah. bump it. Let's yeah. Cause there's somebody in the, one of my coaches, man, he's like, man, what do you like to do? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I love negotiating. I love, you know, helping my client find this. I love digging into, you know, the reasons why they're doing something and helping them find the best, best option for that. And he's like, okay, what do you don't like to do? I was like, I don't like doing this. I hate doing this. I hate doing this. He's like, well, why are you doing that? Right. I thought he was going to try and make me a better, the stuff that, that I hate doing. Right, doing. Right. And he's like, nah. Like, why would, it? you don't like doing that anyway. Yeah. So, and you're never going to be as good as somebody that likes doing that. Mm-hmm. So what I've done now is I find people that love doing that part. You know, if you love 
educating a client, that's your thing. Yeah, man. Like when you're in a business meeting and everybody's like, okay, when you got a great idea, like, I want to do this. And they're like, okay, well, that's you. You're yeah, doing that. Right. No, 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 no. I'm just bringing the idea. Yeah. No, no, no. That's you. So when somebody comes to me, so the first thing that I do when I hire people in my office is I do a disc assessment. Okay. And I want to see what, what are the things that you enjoy doing? Because I, and I'm going to put them in the role that works for them based on their personality. Gotcha, gotcha. Right? Because if you put somebody that loves to do paperwork in a sales position, they're going to hate you and they're going to hate the job and there's going to be a higher attrition rate and then you're just going to make you hate your job you're right. going to train somebody else. Exactly. At the end of the day, if I can put everybody in a position that they're going to be successful in, you love doing paperwork, baby, you got it. You got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> put day. me in front of people and neg- <laughs> you probably hate negotiating deals. Yeah. But I love negotiating Yeah, that's deals. how I am. Yeah. yeah. Put me, look, cause, because it's, it's, let me help people get in the, through the process in their mind and working through some things. And that way we can, I can make a deal happen. That's, mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm passing. I saw my dad do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm passing about doing that. So for me, th- the solution was do the things that you enjoy doing and don't do the things that you don't enjoy doing. It sounds so simple. Super simple. But at the end of the day, we really will focus on, like, you go to the doctor's office. You might not see the doctor till all the blood work is done, till all your, you know, you've weighed in, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Why would real estate be any different? Yeah. I'm here to negotiate deals for you. I don't yeah. need to open a door. Yeah. Or I'm here to, you know, help you work through this part of the process and analyze that, but you don't need me to tell you how to fill out the paperwork. Yeah. All right, because somebody else enjoys doing that. Do I, can I do that part? Right. But what is going to be the highest and best customer service experience that I can give you? Absolutely. And me operating in the stuff that I don't enjoy ain't that. That's not it. <laughs> That's not it for sure. Okay, man. No, this is this is this has been good. Um, I have a final question for you uh, <clears throat> before we go to the next part. Um, with all that we've discussed, uh, what is what is your, the biggest thing you want? Like, what is your message that you want to get across to people? You know, uh, thinking about coming from where you've come from, taking into account of not having systems and learning how systems has helped you. Finding a way to be successful, even though, you know, you've not everybody can say they had two parents to sh- kind of show them that. But you took you had the wisdom to learn from both of those. Right. Yeah. Like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which that was one of the first uh, business books that I read, yeah. too, to kind of help me out a, a lot. So it's interesting that you started there. What is your overall message to people now? Um, if you could stand on the stage and just say, you know, to a room of people who are looking for success and don't. And I want to make sure I say this. Uh, for, this is for my people who are watching. Don't let the look fool you. You know what I'm saying? So my, he, my guy looks really young. We look about the same age. You're probably even younger than me. But you've been doing this for a while and you've uh, attained a certain level of success that people are still reaching for, including myself. So what would you say to uh, those individuals? Man, 20 years in the game at this point, man, of, of selling real estate. Um, and what I've learned about myself is that I'm not going to be great at everything mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, there's some things that you do mm-hmm. way better than me mm-hmm. and I could probably train every day to try to do those things. That's okay. not my gift. Yeah, man. Right. And just being a hundred percent happy with who you are doing what you like to do. Yeah, man. There no longer are the days where we have to do this particular job to make this particular money. You can create whatever it is. Um, and I feel like, like we talked about earlier, that God has prepared you for all the things like, you know, the job doing telemarketing, um, restaurant mm-hmm. stuff, um, you know, sitting, sitting down with my, my dad, you know, and my family on Sunday dinners and talking about business and, and entrepreneur stuff for my mom and, and seeing those things, everything that you have right now and that you've experienced right now is created for something that God truly has for you. Mm-hmm. So that way that special thing that Joshua Dada does. At the end of the day, 
Only you can do that that well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so there are some things that we all have in our lives that are meant for us to create whatever it has for God's kingdom. Absolutely. And then that way, that's the way we glorify God's kingdom, right? So at the end of the day, to shorten the answer, do what you love to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you like to basket weave, then figure out the best way to basket weave. I agree. And create a system for basket weaving and then a teaching mechanism to help other people that want to be basket weavers. And then grow it that way and then be the top of the basket weaving community because yeah. you're passionate about that. Yeah, yeah. Why would you build staplers? Be the best basket weaver. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom was like, man, look, I don't care what you do in life. Be the best whatever it is. So if you're going to be the best ditch digger this side of the Mississippi, then be the best ditch digger yeah, this side man. of the Mississippi. Martin Luther King. But, but be passionate <clears throat> about it. Yeah, man. To go through life like, yeah, man, I'm about to go to the J, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that used to be the worst, man. When I worked at Corporate <laughs> America, boy, it was the worst. Uh, but you, you, you saying that made me think of uh, Martin Luther King has this uh, uh, this poem or this. He said it in the middle of his speech called "Street Sweeper." Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, his point was, I don't care what you do, yeah. be the best at what you do. Yeah. And then he even goes on to say at, on a, at a different speech, for and he was speaking specifically to black people, but you could take it for any race that you're in. Don't just strive to be the best black person either. Because, like, if you Facts. do that, you just failed. Facts. You failed yourself. You know, yeah. be the best, period. Find out what you're supposed to do, what you're here to do, and 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 do that. And so whenever I do my public speaking engagements, I'll say that poem, you know what I'm saying, just to let people know, like, yeah, whatever you do, whether he said, like, if you sweep streets, sweep streets so well that all the hosts in heaven and earth will say, here lives a great street sweeper who swept his job well. <laughs> uh, he cold with it. So... Right. All right, so we're going to go with rapid fire. Just uh, I say a word. You say the first thing come to mind. I'll read a sentence, and then you finish that sentence for me. All right. First word is black wealth. Generational. Mm-hmm. Uh, gentleman. Um, every man. Fashion. Ooh, fun. Success. All day. Quality. Life. Fitness. Every day. <laughs> Legacy. Bradley. Okay. Uh favorite pastime? Man, I love to play with my kids, man. Okay. Are we rapid fire? We still rapid okay, fire. I mean bad. you still gotta answer as fast as you yeah. can. Favorite song. Love. Okay. Music Soul Child? Yeah. Okay, bet. Yeah. Uh favorite place to travel? Europe. Jay Bradley is Dope. <laughs> for for my for my kids, I would do anything and die. Mm. The best way to impress the ladies is be yourself. Okay. One thing that people would be shocked to know about me. I have ashy feet and ankles most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't lotion up my ashy feet, man. It's a waste of lotion. You're not going to see them anywhere. No, nah, no, nah, that's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I actually I thought you were gonna say that you uh, played the cello, um, but you had said that earlier already. So yeah. I remember when I found that out about you, I was like, man, I had no clue. So, yeah. all right, describe yourself in three words: fun, energetic, grateful. Dude, that's good. So next we're going to uh, the people want to know what are you listening to, watching, or reading right now? It doesn't have to be. Uh, motivational, inspirational, just whatever it is in your pastime. Um, for me right now, I'm reading Obama's book that just came out. Okay, cool. Um, I've been so excited, man. I read his other ones. Yeah. And he's just a source of inspiration. Um, absolutely. Uh, Michelle's book was dope, too. 
Um, what am I watching? I don't watch much TV, but right now I am watching Ready to Love. Okay, yeah, you got to watch. <laughs> oh, man, I skipped that whole question. I'm so glad you said that. We'll, we'll get into it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ready to Love, Open Network with uh, Nephew Tommy, man. Shout yeah, out man. To him over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what am I listening to? Um, a book. Um, I love music, though. I'm a hip-hop head, so okay. I've been going back to the old Jay-Z. Jay Can't um, go wrong with Jigga, man. Yeah, man. That's and my then, guy. Uh, my my guy, man. What was his last album? Uh, Middle Child, man. Like, oh, uh, J Cole. Yeah, J Cole. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I like poets, man. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm 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 cool with rap, but I like. There's a lot of rappers that are poets. Um, you know, like J Cole is yep, one of those. Yep, Tupac yep. is one of those. Kendrick. Kendrick, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, so those are the type of guys. Um, I think Three Stacks is is oh like, for poet, sure. sure. You know, yeah. So yeah, those. Man. Are, yeah. Okay. So uh, now we got to go back real quick. Ready to love. That's the show that you're currently on on own network, right? It's on on Oprah's network. network. Yes. And oh man, t- as much as you can give us about that experience, please. I don't know how I, I have. I had that was the only thing I really had highlighted. It <laughs> jumped right over it. Um, but yeah, man. So for, if you don't know, I'll set you up real quick. You were uh, selected to be on this reality show, Ready to Love. Yeah. One of the coolest brothers on there, and I, of course I'm partial because he's my homie. But uh, you got to check it out when you get a chance. But uh, yeah, man, just tell us. About about that whole process, that experience, and what you've learned, and how's it going? I think the it was a great experience. Um, I I don't say no often. If it's something like I pray about it, mm-hmm. and if God says yes, and it's usually I thankful that I get relatively a quick answer, then I'll I'll just go in. Nice. And I did it without watching the show before. Yeah, no, nah, so yeah. I, there's like three seasons before us, and I just was like, all right, cool, I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> and there's guys that were there were like, oh, man, I watched every episode. But I didn't want to I have a very analytical mind. Yep. And so I didn't want to try to navigate the process through analysis. Mm-hmm. I wanted to just receive it. So like the first night, somebody got eliminated. And they were like, it was like elimination. Yeah. Elimination. <laughs> right. so, so you didn't even know that was part of the thing. No. Wow. Like I heard some things. Yeah. But I just really wanted to have this organic experience. The homie that got eliminated, I believe he's a, he was a, he went to U of H. I, I know him through some third connections, okay. but yeah, he was a little different. Yeah. If yeah. you, if you watch the show, you know, he was getting eliminated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My bad. That's yeah. Yeah. So, 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 but yeah, so, but, but as far as I guess, it forced me to get outside of my comfort zone. Okay. And I think growth always happens when you get outside of your comfort zone. Absolutely. So here, I know the people that are on our team. You know, I've hired them. They're all amazing people. You know some of them. Uh-huh. Um, and so that's very comfortable. Mm-hmm. But to say, all right, you got to pack up all your stuff and go to a whole other state, and you might be here for a month, and you don't know anybody here. And, oh, by the way, no cell phones, no laptops. That's crazy. Um, and I have a whole, I have businesses that right run. to run, right. So it forced me into a couple of things. One of them is making sure that I had the right people in place. Yep. Which thank God I did. Mm-hmm. I came back. We had our best month ever. Wow. Without me being here, so I don't know what that says they, about me. Yeah, I messed they, up the squad. Like, uh, do we really <laughs> need? Right. right. <laughs> Finally gone. But no, I had some 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 of the team like Porsche and, and some other agents that shout really just stepped Porsche. up. Yeah. Shout out Porsche. Matter of fact, shout out to you. Yeah. I met Porsche. Oh, at, at a networking event. event. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's dope. She ran bro. up on me and I was called a beast mode, right? <laughs> so, um, but um, you're the connecting tissue, man. So, so at the end of the day, man, for me, um, getting there was outside of my comfort zone. It was outside of real estate, um, and it forced me to grow in areas. For example, mm-hmm. um, you know, you're you're in the bubble because mm-hmm. of quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in the bubble, and so that made me just find ways to be free. 
awesome. when I wasn't free. Okay. In, 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 a, in a perspective, not like a Mandela or something like that. Yeah, yeah, cases, yeah. But even with situations like that, he stayed free the entire time, yeah. even though he was in prison. Yeah, yeah. And it was because of where his mind was. Exactly. Right? And so in that situation, you know, you're not eating the food that you want to eat. You're not going to your favorite restaurants. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. But it made me kind of say, okay, cool. And what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't, you're having to deal with this person who you don't necessarily like every day. You don't have a choice about that. Mm-hmm. Now what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't get a chance to choose everything in life, and it's not always going to be your way. Absolutely. So if you're really about this gratefulness, how are you going to be grateful in these moments? Mm-hmm. And so thank God I brought like three books with me, man. And so I would go out to the pier in the mornings before everybody got up. And I would just wake up early than everybody else. And that would be my, my way of gearing myself up nice. for the day because yeah. that part I was in control of. Mm-hmm. And even if I couldn't go out to the pier, I was in control of being able to wake up earlier mm-hmm. and say, okay, cool. Let me pray and let me, you know, I, I was, there's times I was, I was reading the hotel Bible, you know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> because so, I didn't have my phone. Yeah. I'm, I'm a Bible app dude, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had all my favorite scriptures served yeah. up in there and I got both, you know, I got, the, got both, I've got multiple in there. And so I pulled out the Gideon joint and yeah, I'm, you know. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Now that's good to hear. It's 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 cool to see your homies on the screen. Like I said, we're still in the season, so I know we can't give away too much. Uh, but man, I'm looking forward to see the rest of the season. Yeah, uh, you are one of the few dudes on there who I thought was like played it super cool and, and handled himself well. So uh, I'll be tuned in some more. You guys tune in when you get a chance. Okay, we'll we'll get one more thing out of you. Um, the uh, let's go obituary question. Um, you know, a hundred years from now. We were at your funeral. Somebody wrote your, uh, your obituary and put it in the Houston Chronicle. Uh, what would you imagine it says? Like, what, what do you think your obituary would read based on the life you live? Ooh, it's kind of a morbid question. That's right? definitely a morbid question. Um, <laughs> but it's something I think about, though. Okay. Like, I, I think of what would, what would I be okay written on my epitaph. Mm-hmm. And here lies a great dad is all I need. Man. And so my goal is to create that in life. Um, and focus on making sure that my kids, when I'm gone, you know, the greatness that God has put in me goes through me mm-hmm. and to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, obituary wise, you know, man, it's great family, man. Yeah, man. The business stuff and all that stuff is cool. Whatever I, that that stuff, I am one of those people, and no diss against any award that I've ever received. Mm-hmm. I've received many, but. Um, I don't know where most of them are. Mm-hmm. I do know where the book that you got, like I literally write in that. Oh, the one yeah. I gave you? Yeah. That's what's yeah. up, bro. Yeah, yeah. I actually was Solid. writing in that the other day, man. I Solid. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I figured you would appreciate that. A really good Quality. friend of mine, man. One of my best friends, Sam, um, writes a gratitude list every morning. Okay. And I've, I now write my gratitude list. Okay. And that, and that was one of the things. Dope, I, dope, yeah. dope. But anyway, so, um, but yeah, man, just, it, it, it's, it, the stuff about family is more important. And, you know, if I was able to be, um, leave the legacy of certain things as far as when I'm mentoring. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think, and, and you do a lot of mentoring, mm-hmm. so you know this is like you go there thinking that you're giving to somebody mm-hmm. else, and but you're receiving so, so much, much more, bro. man. So, much. so it's like, what am I going to learn today from these kids? Yeah, you know man. what I mean? And, and that's, that. the, that's the cheat code right there, yeah. man. That, that, that's the cheat code of life, I feel like. You, yeah. you first, you have to be trained to give, and you don't quite understand. Right. But then when you get to a, po- a place, uh, and this is why I do that concert that I gave you that thing. This is why I do that. And I explained to somebody this. I was like, when I give at the end of the year, when I allow God to use me, whatever, through the events, through your donations, because you donated to 
my cause. And when I see th- those kids will happen to be in Ethiopia, but sometimes it's the homeless. Sometimes it's kids here in Houston. The energy that I get back from that only gives me more motivation to level up. You know what I mean? So it's kind of a, it's not to be selfish, but if you can learn how to give from a pure heart and just enjoy the, just the, in the space that you're in when you're able to give yeah. gratitude Absolutely. once again, now more is coming yeah. and you're going to, and you're going to make sure you have more to continue to give. Yeah. It's a feeling that you just got to keep chasing. So yeah. th- I think that's a cheat. The cheat code is to give right. And, and then learn what you're receiving by giving. So when, when I opened up the company, that was the main thing is because I was like, we're making this money. Cool. That's, I mean, that's what you're supposed to do part of business, but what are you doing with it? Mm-hmm. Are you impacting somebody else? Once again, somebody that doesn't necessarily look like you, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, the faith, the family, the fitness, the philanthropy, mm-hmm. that's big. Mm-hmm. And so when you host your events, the reason why, because that's like, and, and hopefully I'll have my our t- entire team at your next event. No. But it's really about serving our community. Absolutely. And not just pulling from our community. Absolutely. Because it's that same thing of like, you know, you, yeah. But when you actually, you get so much back mm-hmm. and then that is the fuel that keeps that whole thing Absolutely, going. Absolutely, man. So yeah. to, just to be in a, in a position to be able to help someone that right there alone is a blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. but you know, some people don't recognize it. So I, I, I think it's, I think it's only because they, if they haven't done it, then they, because you were surprised. Like I was, once I started mentoring, like there's a high that I exactly, get exactly. It's like, exactly. It's, it's a serious like energy influx, yeah. the influx of energy that I get. And it reinvigorates me to kind of like, Man, I, I want to do it some I more. I got to do it some more. Yeah, you know, it's man. like I don't, you've probably done this too. Like I, I just might buy somebody's food at a restaurant or something like that. Or I was uh, at the gym one day, and this lady had like three boys, and you know I could, and I got into my car, and she was in the car next to me, and I waited for her to get in so that way I can open my door, and I saw she had these three boys. They're walking out from the barber shop, and I was like, man, that's twenty dollars a head. That's like eighty dollars. Yeah, man. And then plus tips, she probably just spent a rack. And that's every two weeks. That's crazy. You know, and I was like, and I also saw her door barely open. Like, it opened up. Okay, okay. the side, and this and that. I was like, ma'am, just whoop, whoop, whoop. And she was like, why? And I was like, because. Yeah, man. She's got in the car and rolled off. But those are the things where it's like, you got three heads. Yeah, yeah. That's every week or every two weeks. Every two weeks, yeah, man. You know, Listen. I cut my son's hair, man. Yeah. Like that's my thing yeah. with him. Same, but, same here. Yeah, yeah. there's an experience. It's the bonding. My mom, my mom was my mom's a single mother. Four of us, three boys, and she was paying that bill. And and Lord knows we ain't have it. But she was after we so got tired of the chili tight. bowls. Yeah, we got tired of the chili bowls that she was cutting. We was like, Mom, we gotta <laughs> we gotta go to the barbershop. So no, that that's so real, and, and it's so funny because uh, you said that on my birthday this year. I've done it before in the past. I allow everybody to a chance to give by donating, dumping into my cash app. I don't touch one penny of it. All of it goes to somebody else. But the the, the thing I like doing the most, I do different things with them. But the thing I like doing the most is sneaking up p- behind people in HEB and Walmart and Target and swiping the card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I swipe the card and pay for it. And they yeah. like, I'm just like, Merry Christmas. You know, because right. my birthday is close to Christmas. I'm just like, Merry Christmas. You a Capricorn too, bro? No, I'm a Sag. Bro. Okay, okay, you know, okay. A couple okay. days. Uh, okay. So you're a Capricorn. Yeah, okay. bro. It makes you almost made close. it. Okay, yeah, you, no, you, you almost did. <laughs> oh, we still accept it. You're cool. No. We, you got to think about it. Capricorns end the year off. 
and we also begin it, man. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. So, That's not always, you know, a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so y'all first to be last and last to be first. <laughs> if you want to have it that no, problem, no, you know, it's all good. I'm, I'm messing with you. No, nah, man. Hey, yo, Jay Bradley, this has been a blessing, man. Uh, yeah. You know, if you have it, you, you can give it. If not, but I always like to ask people, you know, what's the greatest piece of advice you ever heard or that you like to give people? You've given us a lot already. Don't feel compelled to, but if you have anything you'd like to share, man, feel free. I just posted this yesterday, so it's funny you said that, man. Um, my my dad, who's like my best friend, bro, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, I was young, and I was like, Dad, you know, what, what, you know, what should I? How do I know I found the right one? Mm-hmm. His reply was, "Focus on being the right man." Mm-hmm. Boom. This has been another episode, <laughs> an epic episode of the Transformation Chamber with my brother, Jay Bradley. I actually saw that post the other day. I read it. I was like, yo, that's hard. So I appreciate you, brother. Man, thank y'all for tuning in. Much love, man. Uh, we'll catch y'all next time, man. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Thanks again for tuning in to the Transformation Chamber. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. To find out more about Jay Bradley, follow him at jbrad or visit his website, jbrad.com. To find out more about the Transformation Chamber, follow me at Joshua T. Dada or visit my website at joshuatdada.com. Until next time, peace.